Well, it is Telly.Click, the World Cup special. We've drawn up a list, basically, haven't we, of things that we've noticed about the World Cup. Yes, yes. Uh, so you start, Mike. Well, I, I think, I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, it's, it's been quite low-key, but they've introduced this thing called VAR. Yeah. The Video Assistant Referee, mm-hmm. which is basically um, a system which enables the game that normally lasts 90 minutes to go on for about three hours <laughs> with lots of pauses where the referee hasn't got the guts to sort of, you know, accept, you know stand up by stand by his original decision and runs over to a little TV screen where he spends 20 minutes looking at something that in the normal course of play he couldn't possibly have had the opportunity to look at having had his attention drawn to it by a bunch of people with too much time on their hands in a, in a room who really really wish they were the referees and are building their parts yeah, do you think they're like the supply teachers of referees? They are, really. I love VAR. Do you? I think it's brilliant. I think Every last element n- of it. As we record, last night's game between Portugal and Iran was the yeah. most controversial of them all. It was ridiculous. but it, And, and it, it brought back all the things that I go to football for, which means I could shout abuse at the referee for his uselessness. Oh, exactly. Be- because he was still useless. All it does is it transfers his uselessness. In fact, puts on a whole new scale. All we've done is added more human, actually. Yeah, and I don't think thing. there's anything wrong with that. We, we, I think the problem with technology and all sorts of things is that we're scared of human error we think human error is always a bad thing and actually part of the fun of sport is human error and that includes you know the the officiating i know everybody will say oh but you've got to get everything right well yes on a sort of sort of pedantic dreary mundane level Mm. yes you've got to get everything right but actually if you look at sport in its broader sense you kind of love the stuff which is mad and sends you bonkers. And, well, no, and... I disagree because it sends you bonkers for the wrong reason. I mean, for example, the Lampard goal that went over the line. Yes, right. We're still ah, talking about that. Different because it went over the line, and mm. and that is an absolute pain. Yes, there was a goal actually last night on the um, parallel game which Spain scored, mm. and it was an absolutely brilliant kind of backheel into the net. I don't know if you mm. saw it. No, and VAR allowed it. The ref disallowed it for offside. Mm. VAR allowed it. If that goal hadn't have stood, then mm. the Spanish fans would have been belly aching about this for ages, yes. for years. So it takes away all those years of debate in pubs afterwards yeah. which get really boring oh what you say you want to take away the years of debate yeah do you oh the boring yeah if it goes on forever uh, yeah I, I don't really want to talk about it uh, you know i don't even want to talk about it in a phone in once once it's over once i've left the ground or exactly. switched over that's fine but I quite, I quite like it in the heat of the moment i think there is the, the key difference between the goal line technology is that it's it's pure fact uh, yeah. probably not in this particular case but when you're talking about lampard's goal or yes. even Jeff Hurst's goal from 66 or whatever, if it's did it cross the line or didn't. That's pure fact. Okay. That's like um, Hawkeye in tennis. Yes, yeah. Whereas what we're doing now is is we're sort of saying, well, that one, you might want to have another look at it. Well, that's not the idea of VAR. The VAR was just to make sure anything blatantly wrong was corrected. Well, so, there's... in other words, it should, it should be, the referee should be able to look at that screen for a matter of seconds. If it's so blatantly wrong, the referee should almost not be allowed to look at it for more than about five seconds. Because <laughs> yeah. if it's so blatant, you get that chance again and then that's it. Yeah, OK. But why can't they do what they do, and I'm sure millions of people, all our millions of listeners, will tell me why this is nonsense and I'm talk- talking out my backside. But what I'd like is something a little bit sort of similar. I know there are different sports with a different pace and momentum and, and whatever. Something a bit similar to um, tennis and cricket, mm. which is that you have a, a, each side, possibly chosen, decided by the captain of each side, has three opportunities per game to question a decision. Right, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. After, uh, and an extra one if you get extra time. Okay. So, and the referee has an armband on his right arm and an armband on his left arm, and the uh, captain of each side has a, an equivalent thing on his arm, and you can press that three times, and that will signal immediately on the referee's wrist, right for one team, left for the other team, if you want to query a decision. That's fine. 
the referee's at his is at the referee's discretion as to when he stops the play because obviously you could use it in a, in a way to sort of disrupt an attacking move against you or whatever. Mm. And then that's it. Then you check it, and you can do whatever you like, just as they do with the number of uh, challenges in uh, in in tennis or the number of challenges you're allowed in cricket. And once that's done, that's it. Yeah. The referee's decision is fine because otherwise you can question. You could basically just watch everything via millions of you know, sub-referees, deputy referees, assistant referees, all staring at screens, all sort of wanting to have their big moment and say, no, no, you've got this wrong, you need to check, check that. And the whole thing will disintegrate into, into just chaos. So, in other words, you sort of reassert the referee's authority. You acknowledge that technology is there, but you sort of have to say, well, OK, but we can't go too down far down this route of letting technology sort of re-examine everything. Otherwise, there is just no, no point in carrying on. Yeah. So you sort of accept a degree of human error, but you get allow technology to sort of reduce the scope for that to do anything. So, so you know, a, a captain would, if he's got any sense, that's somebody texting me to say I'm talking nonsense, um, would, would sort of, you know, be quite um, measured as to when they True. chose to challenge the referee. And I think it, it is in its infancy, I suppose, although they've chosen a pretty high-profile tournament for things. Exactly, as Anna Shearer was pointing out. Y- it's y- what a stupid time to ch- check something, possibly, test something out. I also think, you know, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good was a phrase I I heard only this week and thought that applies yeah, why did you you put that on Twitter and then deleted it I did because I just thought it was a bit pompous <laughs> no I was, gonna, I was just about to retweet it because oh. I thought actually that's really that's absolutely spot on and it says this tweet has been deleted I've got a terrible habit one of, of your doing least that. offensive tweets I know well, yeah. don't let, what was it again don't let the it don't the phrase is don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good but I thought it sounded I'm too just like a I was soul whose intentions are, oh no that's <laughs> yeah yeah I, I was expecting loads of replies saying thanks for that Gandalf or something, yeah, know, that kind of smart ass thing. So I thought, oh, but I, I think it's, this this obsession with getting everything sort of technically accurate. I do genuinely think that that's not what sport is about, and uh, we're so scared of the idea. And I do I do agree with you about pub balls. You don't want that, but I think the idea that oh gosh, we can't possibly have you know we want to eliminate human error. Everything about sport is about human error. Mm. Every single moment, every single touch, every single kick, stroke shot whatever is about human error in yeah. some degree yeah and therefore i think the idea that we should suddenly try and eliminate it and create this sort of almost sterile perfect faultless um display and 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 and, and this faultless officiating is well-intentioned but kind of missing the soul of the whole thing since we just mentioned twitter my first one here is uh, twitter alerting blind tv executives to annoying pundits uh, mark lawrenson was trending yeah. last night on twitter was he? uh, he's been getting pelters for his What's the word for him? Is kind of languid, lacrimose, right. wry commentary. I love Mark Lawrenson. Do you? I absolutely love He's my favourite pundit by no. a mile oh, as man. a co-commentator because I like the way he's got a slightly, you know... Weary. He, yes. Yeah, exactly, but... He sums up exactly how I feel most of the time when I I'm know, watching these games. You, you're watching the greatest football tournament in the world. You've got yeah. there for free. Enjoy yeah. it, man. I don't, I don't care what he's... What he's get, you know, I'm, I'm just listening to one person's observations and they echo mine. Do they? Yeah, and I don't, I don't care what it gets paid for it. That doesn't make any difference <laughs> in terms of whether I value his judgment or not any more than Gary Lineker's. Or you know, I like the fact that he's treated ultimately. Yes, you are at the greatest, but don't get you know, don't make that turn you into some sort of you know, yeah, dreary guy trotting out the all. Isn't it all wonderful? If you're watching a footballer who's just being blatantly ridiculous, get up, stop being a, a, a great one. Oh yeah, he's running about. Yeah. he'll say it, and I, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's on the world stage or in your local park it's still silly and you know it is. i think mark Lawrence and maybe it's just me and him maybe you know maybe we should marry 
Oh, what a child you produce. (laughs) I cannot imagine it. Absolutely. Uh, Do you think some of the commentators, one thing with the England games I've noticed is that they tend to kind of overbuild it. So, like, when we're playing Panama, (laughs) it's like they'll do things like that. They'll say, here we go. Are you ready? Are you strapped in? I feel like I'm on some sort of waltzer or something. (laughs) Yes, I'm watching with a quiet pint and a bag of crisps. I don't need to feel like it's D-Day. No, I know what you mean, but it's sort of over... Well, again, but then you see... That's the other extreme. We're saying it's the greatest thing on the greatest football tournament on earth. Yeah. Well, maybe actually you should just say it was England against Panama. <laughs> yeah. You know, Panama aren't that great. They're just quite dirty. The um, what's the other commentators? Mm. I, there was a time when there weren't that many commentators. It was kind of you know, it was it was John Motson, Barry Davis, and whoever ITV had. Yes. Yeah. Um, Martin Tyler on Sky, I guess. Whereas now, I sort of there's, there's a lot of them. There's Guy Mowbray. I don't. Mm. I, I never know what most of these people look like. He's the main one, Guy Mowbray. I think he's he? the, he's the new Motty. Yeah. Is he? I think Mowbray's he'll do the, the final. I think. Will he? If if. It... <laughs> oh, good grief! Why are you started now? <laughs> That Sorry. actually sounded like Laurel a bit. It was like that kind of, oh, <laughs> oh, God, I, can't I can't find can't... the answer to that on HomeGuard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In fact, was that what she said? I don't know. What HomePod. Oh, HomePod. Yeah, Apple HomePod. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the commentators, to me, don't sort of uh, stand out in the same way that uh, they used to. And this is maybe just me being a bit sort of old-fashioned about it all. They're quite generic, aren't they? Yeah, there's not maybe a lack of character in their voices. Yeah, because to me, back in back in the day, I hate that expression, um, John Motson was the sort of slightly, slightly sort of geeky one, you know, the train spottery mm. type who'd have sort of statistics and it was quite, you know, so-and-so has yeah. played 300 times for his country. And, blah, blah, blah. and then Barry Davis was the slightly more, um, I was going to say superior, that makes it sound a bit sneery. A bit more bookish. Bookish, yes. He'd come out with some literary reference yeah, or something yeah. a little, a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more classy. Because you know, I, I also commentate on tennis, don't you know? Yeah, and hockey. You might be right. If we if we rewatch some old game from start to finish, we'd probably be glad of what we've got now. What do you want from a commentator? It's a funny thing when you think about it, isn't it? You're watching a football match. I mean, the idea of somebody talking all the way through. You're watching sport before TV. You just, you know, you, if you watch football, you just stand and watch people kicking a ball about. You wouldn't think, oh, I wish I had somebody talking all the way through this. Well, it was the one thing before I went to my first game. As I was on my way there, I was thinking, this is going to be the strangest thing about this game. Yeah, well, well there's nobody talking. There won't be a commentator. Yeah. And how will I react to that? I and mean, it'll be really weird and I won't be able to get used to it and it'll yeah. not be as good. But, of course, once you're there and you, you forget that. But, yeah, I think it's, it is an odd concept. Yeah, and, and also you've got the, um, the, the added element, which obviously is not that new, but the co-commentator. Because, obviously, in the sort of 70s, 60s, 70s, when... Yeah. the likes of Motti first emerged, uh, it was just the commentator. Mm. Whereas now, especially, well, at least for the big games, there's always at least one other person and there's possibly a, you know, uh, a, match, a former referee that they can go to quickly for a view on an incident yeah. as well. It adds to the excitement, doesn't it? It's a bit like if you, if you took music away from a horror film, it wouldn't be half as scary. If you, took, yeah. if you take commentary away from footy, unless if you're you there. Try to watch a horror film without the music on. Oh, it's just fine, isn't it? It's fine. Just, uh, yeah. Actually, if you, if you try watching football without the sound on, not not, and watch the crowd, and I speak for my, I, I include myself in this. You just, don't we all look a bunch of numpties? Oh yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. when you actually watch the expressions on our faces in, when we're in the crowd at a football match, you think, oh, good grief, is that me? Well, the crowd shots are great, aren't they? Because there's one thing that still, even in the depths of despair, when people are losing, if the, yeah. if the big camera goes on them, yes. it's hey, you know, yes, for that been, few seconds. We've been relegated. We're, we, we, you know, we've been dumped out of the football league. Our club was probably going to go into meltdown. Oh, look, I'm on the telly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, have you noticed in the World Cup, one thing that, that you know, even in this age of um, 
of uh, equality and diversity. Uh, there yes. are still directors who I, go for yes. the pretty woman in the crowd. I've first got that here. I've got that. We haven't have seen each other's lists, have we? No, no, we um, haven't. Genuinely I, haven't seen I, it. I've got the, go uh, the TV directors not getting the Me Too memo. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely right. I know. Yeah, completely. I mean, they'll go to some others, but it's always if they can sing, you know, home in. Yeah. On the pretty woman oh, in yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Yes, we'll do that first. That's what the punters <laughs> yeah. like, isn't it? And they'll sometimes go back to them. <laughs> yes, they will. Just to sort of get a, a minute by minute update <laughs> yeah. on how she's coping with it all. I know. Uh, but the support's been. I mean, none of the malign stuff about this World Cup that was feared has mm. come to pass yet, has it? Which is good. No, I mean it's sort of been refreshingly sort of lacking in that. I mean, it, yeah. it, almost almost a slightly sinister way. <laughs> yeah. Think, how, just how controlled is this? I know. Because there's so you know, there's not even a vague hint of anything whatsoever <laughs> in that respect. <laughs> Do you think they're just drugging everyone before they yeah. go in the games? I'm just going to open the window. Oh, really? Because I'm, 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 I'm really hot, it, it, as it were. It's a scorcher. It is a scorcher. And, uh, you work in an office. Well, it's not an office, it's my back bedroom. But where you've got computers and, and yeah. you've got this, you know, whatever. It on gets the, so hot. On the support thing, though, isn't it great, apart from England, obviously, that you're invested in, but the best thing about the World Cup for me has been watching it not being attached to any particular team or not being... Having you know, being disinterested in the outcome of games, really. It's quite rare to sit and watch a game in its entirety where yeah. you have no sort of real interest. Well, you have no real sort of bias, yeah. as it were. Because obviously, you know, even at home, if it's not your team playing, if it's a Premier League game or a, a game with your team at the same division, then you will still have some vested interest yeah. in the result. Exactly. I find my loyalties can change so quickly. I'll support different teams minute by minute. So, for example, if someone scores against Iran, say, yes. and the Iranian team look a bit sad, then I'll want, really want them to equalise. And then if they over-celebrate their equaliser, I'll be like, oh, I really want Portugal to score no, again. No, I can see that. I, I'm, I'm just I really fickle. That. I just keep swapping teams. Yeah, I mean, watching the watching the Portu- um, Iran-Portugal game, yeah. uh, as I say, last night as this is being recorded, I don't think I really, you know, I go to Portugal on holiday a lot and I love Portugal. Um, so on face value, I'd want Portugal to win. And I sort of did. But at the same time, I wanted Iran to score when they, you know, I, I sort of wanted... I guess I sort of just wanted... You just want the maximum excitement, don't you? I want the maximum yeah. excitement. Whatever I, will make it exciting. And and, and, I, and I, I actually quite genuinely don't. I do get a bit disappointed when a game's coming towards its end, and yes. I've been quite enjoying it. So if the VAR does drag it out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. fine. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's fine. Right. Thinking... Or if a clown runs across the pitch and it takes twenty <laughs> yeah. minutes to sort of. Um, we need some know. sort of parade to go past on the yes. pitch now. Keep Anything to keep keep it going Float. a bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Being off for the first week. Well, you you work at home, so you sort of perhaps this doesn't apply to you. Mm. But being off, I, I happen to just by pure chance coincide a week off work with this first week of the World Cup, and it was three games a day is just great. Yes. And also they've been brilliant. I'm going to call this one of the best World Cups I can remember. Gone then. It's one of the best World Cups I can remember. This. You're Mike. right. You did. <laughs> I just did that. Really? How many do you remember? Right back to eighty two. 82. That was a disappointment. Keegan should have got that. He definitely should. But we didn't lose. We actually went out without losing. Oh, did we? In 82, bizarrely. Oh, we didn't find a way to, to get away this no, time. No, absolutely. I think because of the way it was structured in those days, it was a slightly different um, system. Ah. I've talked in my column online about Roy Keane's face, yeah. pointing out that it looks a bit Oompa Loompa-like. <laughs> very, very orange. Mm. Uh, disappointingly, it seems to have been toned down, so I can't work out whether my tell is on the blink, whether it's the ITV makeup crew having a bit of a, you know, a prank, or whether you know he's just, I don't know, he's, he's eased off on the uh, fake tan. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's bizarre. You wouldn't have had him down as a fake tanner, Roy, would you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Have, you can't imagine him going, "Yeah, I'm off from his spray." 
It's really just, good how they blend it now, you know. It can be very <laughs> distracting, though. When, when pundits have strange clothes or sort of... You yeah. know, so, there's something about them that, that distracts you from what they're saying. And when you just look at a guy whose face is orange... It's hard to listen to what he's saying. I'm, so, I'm sure a lot of the uh, Republic <laughs> of Ireland players think in the dressing room. It's hard to listen to what Roy Key's saying when you're just looking at his face and thinking, wow, you're really orange. <laughs> yeah. um, I think ITV, they're ITV's pundits, aren't they? I think they're losing the pundit battle. Yeah. And I'm not just being biased there. No, no. no I, think, I, think, um, I, I think they are. So, so ITV's... Um, they've had Patrice Everett, terrible. Yeah. Larson, terrible. Patrice Evra, uh, my wife's taken against Patrice because oh. he sits back in his chair yes. with his legs apart in quite a, a sort of um, striking fashion, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. She thinks he looks slovenly. <laughs> yeah, sit up straight, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And very, I tell you what, last night, again, in, as we were recording this, uh, it was the Iran Portugal game. Last night's BBC lineup of pundits, the most hairless so far, the oh, most right. hairless three. Because you've got um, Shearer, you've got uh, Didier Drogba. Yeah. And you've got, what's the Argentinian guy? Zabaleta. Yeah. All three mm. of them. Barely a hair between them. Although Drogba's was intentional, I think. He, he oh, yeah. I'm not saying they weren't intentional. Yeah. There was no, uh, I'm not discriminating between them as to whether it's intentional or not. Just there, you know, just we're looking at a lot, yeah. a lot of scalp. Yeah, that's all right. Comparative. No, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's not a criticism. It's just an observation. It's just, a, it's just a sort of witty observation. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, what? So I've said it's the or best. Not. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else about the World Cup punditry? Oh, the one thing I've noticed in, in every shop and in every pub, the yeah. the unbelievable Jeff Chris Kamara line oh. is just everywhere. You can't move for that. Yes. There isn't. There is not a product that hasn't been Kamara'd. That's annoying, isn't it? And it's it is. It reminds me a bit of the um, the keep calm and carry on stuff. Oh, that's uh, the, well. The branding it, it that just have got to go everywhere. some to be more annoying than that. Yeah. <laughs> But it's getting there. It's all a bit kind of car stickery humour, isn't it? It's yeah. I, I don't really have much wit myself, so I'm just going to quote something or or stick something on the back of the Exactly. Sorry, yeah. that's a bit snobbish, but you know what I mean. It's just, I well, it is annoying. It is annoying. There's no point. There's no point pretending I don't find it annoying. I find it annoying. Yeah. There you go. And there's my. That's my list done. Well, 7 p.m. kickoffs is my other one. 7 p.m.s. Yeah. I like 7 p.m. kickoffs. I mean, obviously, the, the, you know, in the latter stages of the tournament with the with the half hour for extra time and the. Are they going to use VAR for every penalty in the penalty shootout, by the way? Because that could go on forever, because keepers jump off the line every time, don't they? Yeah. Nobody stays on the line. I was wondering that about the England penalties, whether they suddenly, you know, this ref had suddenly got onto the tugging in the box thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, is he setting a precedent here? Because he's given two. Yeah. You know, they could end up with another five. The way this is the thing, isn't it? The precedent of, of, you know, when you ever make a decision like that. I always think of the precedent when you book a player for taking his shirt off. Yeah, you know, which I always think is the most mean spirit. I mean, it it's a daft thing to do. I was, you know, if I was a manager, I'd say, right, if one of you gets booked for that, I want you all to take your shirts off. Therefore, the referee has no option but to book you all, <laughs> and then five minutes later, do it again, and then the you know the match will have to be called off because you'll all be sent off. It's a weird one, is it? Because it's the I think the idea was that it, it overexcites the crowd, does it, or it can incite? Yeah, I think the feeling is it can incite. So, I can't see that on any level. I know, because, you know, take the last time it happened with Shakiri's goal yeah. for the Swiss yeah. in the last minute. That crowd couldn't get any more excited. No. You know, they I don't think it makes a blind bit of difference whether they take your shirt. I do think it's a strange thing to do. It's a straight... I, I don't know. I don't think... You know, I'm, I, I don't really play football and, uh, and never Yeah, exactly. Because you've got to pull it over your head and yes. that's awkward, isn't it? It's, a not, it's not an instinctive thing to do. No. Because, you know, and I appreciate goal celebrations have evolved a bit. 
over the years and over the decades. But there was a point when nobody... It wasn't so much that Sir Stanley Matthews or Bobby Moore thought, I'd really love to take my shirt off to celebrate this goal. Well, maybe not Bobby Moore didn't score many, but you know what I mean. Um, But it it would be improper. I don't think it would ever have occurred to people until somebody started doing it. No. It's an odd thing to do because it isn't very... It's a bit awkward... It is a bit, yeah. No, I don't bit, take my jacket oh, off until I'm messing my hair up. You know? Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing to do. But anyway, yeah, um, VAR for every penalty in the penalty shootout, I think, would be. Um... Actually, that's, that is one thing I, I love. Many, one of the many things I love about Harry Kane is goal you, celebrations are just kind of traditional. They're quite old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that the other day. It's just a lovely. It's because to me that air. says you've got, you haven't got so much time in your hands that you're practicing celebrations. I know. I know. And you're not <laughs> you're not so much of a poser that you're doing that. Thoroughly nice chap. Right, positively nice chap. And on that positive note, we'll end our World Cup special of Teledoclet there. You can subscribe, should you wish, on iTunes. Is that right, Mike? You can, and it's all for free. It's absolutely oh, free. Oh, and Spotify. Oh, and Spotify now. Uh, iTunes and Spotify and pretty much anywhere, actually. Any podcast app you will find us on, uh, or you can just go to www. Uh, what we call it again? Telly.click. Telly.click. And uh, we're there. Subscribe. Spread the word. And hello to our listener in Maryland. Hello oh, to yeah. our listeners yeah. in France, in uh, uh, Holland, I think. Holland. Uh, plenty of listeners in the States. Well, I've mentioned that already. Uh, Ireland, hi. And uh, everyone who knows us. And do send us a tweet if oh, do you send are us a... genuine people and not bots. Twitter bots. Yes. I can hear panting. Yeah. That's the dog, isn't it? It's time to end it there. So here's the jingle. (laughs) 